three, two. And welcome to another edition of Football Game Plan Scout Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash football game plan. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, the football game plan podcast. Leave us a five-star rating. All of those good things. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Brady Davis, quarterback, Illinois State 2021 NFL draft prospect. Brady, I appreciate you taking time. Yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, you having me on here so we can talk a little football, man, and catch up for sure. Appreciate it. Well, listen, you're from Mississippi, you know. I'm from New Orleans, so we're not that far apart where I grew up. Um, and it's funny to watch how you you balled out at Mississippi and took what we like to call the next step in Mississippi uh, football. You went to Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you went. You didn't go too far away, just right over the border to, to Memphis. Um, but you played there, then you transferred to Illinois State. And, right. and I wanted to ask you, transferring to Illinois State, I think, was probably the best move because of how Illinois State plays football. What made you choose Illinois State when you decided to leave Memphis and go play ball somewhere else? Really, I mean, I say this, and this is the truth. Really, just what you said. Just I got the playbook and was like, wow, this is this is it was it was a lot, and it was a lot asked of the quarterback, and I and it was really intriguing, and it was hard to figure out, you know, and watching film with the coach and stuff. So that had a big a big part, and really just the conferences. And I wanted to find the, the best level of play I could, and I knew that uh, I knew a little bit and heard a lot about the Missouri Valley, and then I really figured it out the last couple of years, and it's. It's top notch, and and so really those two things, just playing the best level of competition I could play, and and that that pro style system that I thought I could really uh, flourish in. And that's the biggest key, the pro style system, uh, because you know if you go back five six years, every All Star game I'm talking about from the Shrine game to the Senior Bowl, someone from Illinois State was in that bowl game, whether it's offensive lineman, D lineman, receiver, running back. Now you quarterback, you play at the, the all-star game at College Gridiron Showcase, but Illinois State low-key puts out some dudes. Even going back to Marshawn Coperidge, um, I was at that national championship game when they played North Dakota State. And, yeah. you know, Coach Spack did, just does a great job of bringing guys in, developing them, and also allowing them to turn into pros. So that's a unique part. You don't see that from a lot of uh, you know, FBS programs and to see it from Illinois State is really special. So what was it about that program um, that you saw your game just kind of grow from one level to the next? Yeah, really just playing and, and just playing in that system and having having all that responsibility. Obviously, it was the first time I got a chance to start, but, you know, I knew the Memphis playbook, you know, Mike Norvell's system, like the back of my hand, you know, spending a lot of time there. And it's just, it's, come, it's a complete different, different ball game. And I, and I really enjoyed it. And I think just playing in that competition and what the guys are speaking of and just the, you know, the reputation of Illinois State. There was pro teams there every day at practice throughout the season. Like it's, it was, it was similar in that regard. You know, I think it was, I think it's looked at as, you know, a great, a great place to, to develop and, and then have a chance at the next level. I think you're seeing that all across our conference now. And it's, I'm sure it's been like that. I'm kind of new to it. But there's no doubt my, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about the whole conference. And I think, you know, the players speak for themselves. Now you got there and you put up, you did work right away. You're the Missouri Valley Conference, a newcomer of the year. You were playing well in 2019, uh, steamrolling into the playoffs. Then you get injured and yeah. you opted out 
you know, prior to this season, you decided, you know what, I'm not going to play in the spring season, right. um, but you opted out to declare for the draft. What went into that decision for you uh, to opt out? Because I know that probably was a tough decision to make considering, man, I was playing really well, and now I'm deciding to just to leave and take my chances with the NFL. Yeah, so, I, you know, I had gotten back to four better than ever and old. I was old, man. I was the, the uncle of, of the bunch. The, <laughs> really old at this point. And we had young coaches, so, you know, new quarterback coach, new OCs and whatnot, uh, you know, in there with them all day, installed, kind of just tweaking the offense. Really full, full force ahead, but I knew deep down that, I'm getting old. My wife is getting still in college. Time to figure things out. As I kind of thought about that, relying on my faith, praying, trying to figure out what was my best step forward, we decided that uh, you know, it was time to get a shot. And it seems to be really working out for me here to come out. And I think you know, I the ability that can be developed. I've seen that. You know, I would have loved to get a third year where I have my breakout season, but you know, it's all in God's plan. And I. But what I bring to the table, I'll get better. It's funny because you know it's there's a lot of similarities between me and you. Uh, my college career was ended with a knee injury, and to watch you bounce back uh, from two is is, is great to see. Right. You know because things have changed, technology has changed, uh, medicine has changed. You know guys are coming back from you know multiple knee ligament uh, tears you know, like it ain't nothing. Um, and to see you get back out there and play is great, you know. Um, but I know how hard that is once you get injured the first time. Uh, can you explain to folks that may not know that about that whole process, what is it like when you're injured uh, as a college football player? It's it's a whole different – I mean, your life changes. and You're you're around and you're, you're with the guys a little bit, but you're just on a whole different routine as everybody. You know, eventually you get back kind of in the weight training routine – off season and whatnot but always limitations you just never really feel the full part of it and you're you have to do a lot of hard work and a lot of like you know small things a lot of you know unnecessary boring hip exercises and stretch it's really tedious man it's you you really gotta be ready for mentally just as far as you know just as much as the physical aspect because it hurts as well you know I, you say you had i don't know if it's acl but you wake up that surgery and you're in pain for about a month there you know you got to get through that and then there's a lot of obstacles to you know climb and achievements to to gain as far as you know getting that flexion and you're bending and all that so it's it's a whole grind and it's it goes on for a while but it's like you said things are progressing and you see guys back and you know i think i really had a, a smooth recovery the second time and i feel great it kind of reset me all over again i feel like yeah for me it was it was about the range of motion and that pain of trying to break through that scar uh cartilage and, and tissue and and in your mind when they allow you to run you're you, in your mind you think you're moving fast but you're really laboring because you're uh, worried about you know man if i make this cut one one more time like i did before it could be over for me um and you you really got to get used to agility drills and not just running straight um so it's a mental thing more so than than the physical one right right away man um when, when you look at you know, now you've opted out right. and you decide you're going to prepare for the NFL. You get this all-star game opportunity with the College Gridiron Showcase, which is one of the, the better ones, um, you know, out there in, in college football. Now, rewind a little bit. You got some practice time in right. before you decide to opt out. 
what was your your goal in practice before you made the decision to say, you know what, okay, I'm ready to go now? And then what went into your decision to go to the College Gridiron Showcase? Yeah, so kind of what I was talking about earlier with them new coaches, we were kind of game planning, we were ch change, making changes, and I was kind of like in on all that and kind of like installing and seeing what we were going to do for the for the spring season. And I was, you know, in, in those months, I was just happy to be back on the field, man. I was, like I said, I was the old dude, but you would have thought I was the fresh. <laughs> I was, you know, when you, you get set, set out for the for the playoffs and whatnot, and you and I felt how good I felt, I was, you know, back balling again, running around like I never had any issues. So um, I it was I, I got that in and then I got that invite. And, you know, they reached out to me and I was kind of we were done with practice at that point. I was weighing my options, um, kind of was at a stale point in school. Like I start grad school, probably not a need because I'm going to be gone in the spring, all those different, you know, scenarios. So that kind of persuaded me a little bit. But um, I think really just, you know, the right things fell in place. And that was a great opportunity for me to, you know, get out and meet with teams and and throw and and you know be seen again and then i got another chance in in hawaii to do the same so that was those were two big opportunities that you know i knew i was gonna be able to be seen one more time and that was key to get down there and speak with teams because you know during the regular season with, with teams that did play scouts couldn't get out to these schools like they used to be able to get out to as far as in droves at, the, at every game and so access was limited so you got to jump up on a competition now the on-field stuff you know I, I waited this long to bring it up, but dude, your arm is ridiculous. Like I think you can legitimately throw the football through someone's face. Like the, the, the velocity that you throw with and the decisiveness in those throws, you have no choice as a receiver to, to catch it. Cause it will stick to you. Right. Um, you're able to get the ball there in a hurry, man. And, and the, what I like about it and watching your game was like, okay, once he sees it, it's coming out, you know, whether he sees it early or late, the ball is going to come out fast, going to come out with velocity and it's going to beat coverage. Do you, how do you kind of harness that um, as a strength to where, cause you know, sometimes when you have a big arm, it right. can be your biggest weakness, uh, but how are you been able to harness that to make it a, a sustained strength of your game? I think kind of, you alluded to it just like there's times I know I'm late, but I've just, Kind of always been able to get away with it. Obviously, as you get up in higher levels, it's a little harder, and you got you got to test the right guys. So I'm I'm gonna have to fill it out when I get into a training camp because those dudes are the best in the world. But uh, yeah, really just having a quick release and, and feeling like I can speed up my speed up the velocity on the ball and and beat coverage whether I'm late. Obviously, trying to work on all the little things to be on time and make it a little easier on myself. But I do think I have that ability, that arm talent to you know whether I have to hold on it for a second of the d-line or whatnot or just there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into throwing a football so i think i can kind of get off weird platforms and kind of double clutch it if i need to or or be a little late and spin it and and kind of throw a guy open i feel like that's just kind of a natural ability is something i just developed with reps more than anything and where do you feel as though part of your game that okay i know i had this down pat but where can you still work to get better you talked about you know you know your footwork and, and things of that nature, but where do you feel as though you still have room to grow and, and continue to get better as you move forward? Yeah, I think just getting down to the check down and not always really just the the not being as greedy type thing is something I would like oh, would like to have done this past year, not scrambling much, find the check down, really try to be more sharp and be more in the pocket and not have to rely on my feet as much. So I, you know, that's I think that's a strength of mine and, and something I enjoy doing. But um, as, as far as throwing-wise, it's really just – 
like fine-tuning everything. I've always never really had coaching like I'm getting right now. So I'm really just trying to fine-tune everything and really just look really clean and then take it take it to, to training camp when I am in game live reps, you know, to be able to be clean when it's there. And then when, when the chaos happens, that's kind of when just that natural ability is able to show. You know, it's funny, man. I'm, I'm smiling because, uh, you know, it's, it's, I just think that's a Southern thing, you know, it, it, especially at that position. Guys, it's, you know, kind of because we don't we, we we play outside all day. Right. right? You know, and you kind of grew up playing street ball and, and playing pickup ball where you better be mobile because everyone around you is fast. So yeah. you better be able to pick it up and put them down. And that's a good part of your game because you look at how you run the football it's like, man, you could tell he's a Southern cat because of how he's playing. And that's just a way of life that maybe it's different if we're talking up north and we're talking basketball. That's something they could describe, the little nuances. But when you see something that's from your region, you kind of like, okay, I recognize that. I could I could pick his brain on, on why he's able to do that, but I know where he came from. Yeah, I've played a lot of pickup football and different like, – then, <laughs> you know, we would play – other this is all through you know middle school high school you got to play safety too you can't just be a quarterback <laughs> i've done my fair share running around for sure i love about the south too man it's different playing in the midwest is it's a different thing football is a different thing in the south for sure now listen you went up to uh illinois state and i know it snows up there what was your first experience playing in the snow like you know i never practiced Practicing it a couple times my first year. I remember we had one game where it was just like all off to the side. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> man, it, it gets cold out there. Luckily, I have big hands, and I think that kind of <laughs> but, but uh, it, it's cold. And I've been down in Nashville, and my wife's been up there still, and it's been a cold winter. It's been like, ooh, it was a, it was a couple weeks. It's different, man. But I really did get kind of used to it. It's I, I can deal with it. If I had to go somewhere in the north, I'm prepared now at least. Well, definitely you could cut through that strong wind. I know that for sure. Um, you talk about, you know, everything that you've done so far in, in your, your football career right now up to this point. Uh, what would you say is the biggest thing football taught you? Um, really just have just how to overcome, you know, adversity and just how to, you know, things haven't gone my way. And it did up until I got to college, you know, things kind of just always came naturally to me in sports and with football I started four years of high school um, and just like never really had had have been told no and been told, you know, you're not the guy. So I had to learn that and I kind of had to learn the harder way. I had to learn that, you know, maybe I need to make a move and I did. And, and that was what was right for me and really just finding my path and, and and never losing the love for the game. You know, it was hard sometimes to, to keep going, but finally I got to where I'm at now and I, I couldn't be more grateful and will always try to work in this game at some aspect just because of, of what it's done for me and the knowledge I've gained from it and, and the relationships you build, man. It's, it's really awesome, as you know, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing you talked about, not losing the love for the game because, you know, once you get injured – that right. gets put to the test like okay. you start finding all kind of things you hate about it but what was it um about football in totality that that you love the most i think just being on a team and really having having guys rely on you relying on other guys and those are obviously your brothers uh, i got brothers from all over the world now not really all over the world but you know from starkville high school to to memphis to illinois state to guys i'm out here training with it's really just it's that aspect that I think I love the most, but and then just you know the competitiveness, going going to war with those same guys on Saturdays, Sundays, whatever it might be, and just knowing that you got to hold up your part because we're all trying to win a ball game, and that's all that matters, you know. You know what's funny? I, I ask a lot of people that question, 
and it's almost 99.9%. It's always about the guys you play with in the locker room. It never, the answer is never about the game. Yeah, they'll bring up competition later. But the first thing is always about the the brotherhood and the the friends you make and the guys you play with along the way. Because we know at the end of the day, you know, we all are some of our, our parts. So, you know, the people that we grew up with or played with or bonded with those, you know, real intense moments, both good and bad, man, on the back end, the rest of your life, you kind of like feed off that and you live off that and you thrive off that. You just, that's something that, you know, I know people can find other parts of life that can, you can relate to, but football to me just is one of those sports that is totally unique from that aspect. Yeah, because, I mean, you talk about the injuries. Like, you, you remember guys that were there with you that, you know, I had a really good receiver that hurt his ACL, too. We grinded back together. Just It's just it, – it all goes together, man. It's it's really incredible. And being out here, I've been in Nashville for two and a half months, and now it's like I played on a team with these guys. You know, we're all boys. And, like, it's just, it's, a, it's a special game. And the coaches I've come across and the, the people in, you know, the buildings that I've been in and whatnot, it's, it's awesome because you always, you know – you always remember some of those memories and you, you make great friends along the way. Now, if someone was scouting your, your, your talent and, you know, wanted to find out more about your game, which game would you direct them to and say, this tells you everything you need to know about what I bring to the table and why? Oh uh, yeah. I think you know, if you talk about both years, I think you go to Colorado state, you know, it's kind of a big road game early in my career playing at Illinois state and, I think you can see me make a lot of big throws against, you know, a bigger opponent that we weren't supposed to beat. Um, I think you can look at Northern Arizona last year. You know, we had really been put to the test in the passing game uh, with a lot of injuries and a lot of, you know, we man, we had a lot of injuries at, at receiver. And um, playing a former coach and, you know, a little little talk was had about how they weren't really worried about the passing game, got to worry about James Robinson. We, we had a day that day, so – you know, just just a few few moments, but really, just I think you got to really dive into the tape. We obviously, I never threw it more than 240 times, um, so I, I it's not going to be too much. But you, you really dive into the tape. I think you can see it in a lot. But uh, I, I had a great time, really, just controlling that offense, and I had so much asked of me, and and it was it was fun, just even you know directing James Robinson into his greatness. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I noticed when I studied you back in in the summer. I'm like. You know, they don't ask him to throw a lot, so you can't really just look at the raw numbers for what they are. Um, and the game that really caught my attention, I was like, you know what, this dude can ball. It was the it was in 2019, and it was a South Dakota State game. Yeah, Big reason why is because I thought you managed that game ridiculously well. Y'all were, I think, perfect inside the red zone. And as long as you could play well in the situation um, – you know, as long as you can manage, you know, those those aspects of the game, that's that's the most important thing. And, you know, obviously I watched the game against Northern Arizona where you lit them up. Um, I like how you threw it in there. We did a little something that day, like, you know, but you threw for over 400 something yards of that game. Uh, but you saw you saw you see the talent, but you also saw the pro level talent of knowing when to, you know, take the risk, when to take the shot, you know, putting the ball where it needed to be and doing those things. Um, I thought, you know, that South Dakota State game and, you know, obviously that run you guys were on that year was was going to be something serious. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you put together some really good tape and you went out there and, and you went to the College Gridiron Showcase. Wanted to ask you as well, uh, when you were down there in Texas and also out at the Hula Bowl, 
what were some of the things that you were getting back from scouts that you could share as some feedback from uh, from what your uh, your play has been like? Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's just obviously to at that point hadn't seen me play in so long, but I think just the the, the raw ability is something that people see and the arm talent and kind of the things we talked about. Um, I think I helped myself a lot in practice in Hawaii, and and, and I was told that, that that was being to take notice, you know. And I think I, I think I really, you know, I had the last day of practice. I think I had like a one incompletion, you know. I was really efficient for a guy that hadn't played ball in so long. So I feel like uh, trying to get my hands on that tape. I hadn't gotten it yet, but um, thought I had a really good week down there. And I think it's just you know all about you know hit hit the pro day and then just find find the right opportunity. Hopefully get the name called. If not, you know find find the best one and, and then. And then go do the same thing there, get a lot of completions and, and just stick. You know what I mean? Now you talk about your pro day. When's your pro day? Uh, we're going March 17th uh, in the afternoon. So um, it'll be about two o'clock, March 17th, I believe. You, I think Illinois is doing theirs that morning, and then we're going to do it right after. So you're going back up to uh, Illinois State? Hey, yeah, me and uh, Christian Uphoff, Romeo McKnight, um, and hopefully Drew Hemmelman. Well, we, I think we're going to have a pretty good one, man. We'll uh, get a lot of teams out there, it seems like, and I'm going to have a throw script. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And think I'll test well as well. So it's going to be a good day. Yeah, people don't realize how how you can run, man. That's why I'm excited to see what you run, uh, if you run the 40. But I know people are going to be impressed with how well you move and how well you throw in a move. If, if there's someone um, in the NFL right now that you truly watch, and I know you're going to give me the standard Brady Breeze, um, who else is pop Rogers? Take those three out of it. Who's some of the guys that you're watching, watching right now? Take Mahomes out of it too. Who's some of the guys oh, that you're watching? Always Stafford, man. Matthew Stafford is always my answer, and um, <laughs> I think we have a similar, you know, play style. I think he's tough as nails, obviously, and and a great competitor, and he's done it for a long time at the high level. So Matthew Stafford, somebody I always like watching. Now you got Josh Allen. That's a fun study too, and a lot of these guys, man. It's it's getting incredible, but uh. I've always been a big Matthew Stafford guy. That's always my answer when I get that question. Uh, listen, you got the arm from, from Matthew Stafford. And it was interesting about – and this is what people don't understand about arm strength. Um, and, I, and I said this about Stafford. This was a Thanksgiving game, and they were playing – I want to say they were playing uh, Chicago or someone. But uh, they had great – they were playing cover two, right? And so they had the squatted corner, but right. they all had the safety on the hash getting over top. The window in the corner of the end zone was about as big as maybe a calculator screen. Right. And because his arm is so strong, he got it there. And that's the benefit of having someone like you that can put the ball, that can outthrow coverage. That was the perfect coverage, but a great throw because of the arm strength makes it happen. God, and I love that. And that's something that, yeah, you, if you have the arm and you got to rip it, no hesitation. And I think that's something that, that's kind of what I tell myself and look look to do whenever I get these opportunities in the training camp is just be on be on point with your preparation. Know know the play call, know the coverage, and then just no hesitation. You just gotta rip it, man, and just kind of trust trust that your training and what you've done for years. And and that's something you've done really well over the course of your career, man. And it's been fun to watch you uh, grow and develop. And we look forward to seeing you doing better things as a pro player uh where can people follow you on social media and follow your journey and keep up with your progress as you make that jump to the nfl yeah i think i'm just brady davis 10 i think that goes back to the high school number and then um i think i'm b dot davis 01 maybe on instagram but uh type in brady davis and you'll see a guy with probably some redbird stuff on the 
Uh, absolutely. Brady, listen, man, it's been uh, a pleasure. Uh, thank you for taking time, and we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Sure, man. Like I said, I really appreciate you having me on. Again, touching the future. Bang. All right, let me hold on. Let me stop that. That was awesome, dude. That was great stuff, man. I appreciate you, man, for sure. So what I'll do, I'll post the whole thing and what I'll, I'll like take like parts of this and uh, we do a draft TV show. It's called Scout Team Show. Okay. Um, um, so I'll put this within that video. Uh, but also I'll, I'll put this whole interview out there on YouTube and also on uh, SoundCloud. And I'll, I'll share it with you as well. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. And anything else, you know, close to the draft or whatever, holler at me. And, and I know Will, you know, Will, I, I love Will, man. He's a great guy. And He's cool also, people, man. Like, you got a good one there, Will, man. Will going to look out for you. No doubt. I figured that out quick for sure. So I appreciate that, man. Anything we can do, you know, to, to collaborate again, just holler at me. We'll do something. We'll do, I'll, um as we get closer, um, we'll do like a, like a film breakdown joint. Uh, yeah. Once I figure out how to use this doggone stream yard, um, I'll, I'll, you'll be get savvy with it we'll do some yeah. breakdown of your game or whatever sounds good man appreciate you have a good night you too man go have a good one